Hello, everybody! Don Hates Jags, episode two. Thanks for coming back to listening to us. We are hanging out here in my rec room. My name is Sean. With me is Shimmer and Patrick. They're hanging out on Jake Futon. How you doing, guys? Pretty good. Can't complain. How's Jake Futon doing? Is, is he treating you well? He's comfortable. He hasn't changed a lot. I've had better. <laughs> Could you sleep on it, if need be? I would, yeah. If you drink too many beers tonight? I would, yeah. Uh, almost certainly. It has that nice velvet crush to it. It does. You want to tell him what uh, game we're watching? Because I am looking at Matt Jones not catching the football right now. That's a very normal thing to watch. So uh, today, while we record the pod, we are going to be watching the uh, the 375 game. The Week 14, 2006 Jags versus Colts, where Maurice Jones-Drew and Fred Taylor rushed for 375 total yards on the Colts. So it's already a couple minutes into the game. Uh, we were on the one-yard line a second ago, but in like three plays, we rushed down and got a touchdown. Jack Del Rio's on the sideline wearing suits, Dude, which we don't get to do anymore. They allow them to wear suits, man. Jack Del Rio to wear suits anymore? No, you no. can't wear suits it's, anymore. Yeah, that's been. Either. I feel like you have to wear a suit in most other sports. Yeah, pretty yeah, much every like you're right. basketball. I think yeah, you have to do that. For baseball, you fucking dress like the players. So that is it's also crazy sense. to me that the one coach who decided to wear a suit uh, did it in Jacksonville in like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, this is week fourteen. It was December, so uh, a little bit better. Still a one o'clock game, so. Most Christmases are still pretty hot here, so. Well, Jack Del Rio would wear the suits for the big games, like. The players knew that, too. Like, you see him come out in a suit. You're like, all right, he's taking this shit serious. <laughs> Slack off next week. Yeah. But this week, Del Rio's got the three-piece I suit on. I wear him for our Monday night games back in the day when we actually had those. And this was a big game at the time, so he looks yeah. good in it, though. He looks great. I'm going to – I'll Google later why – what the reason was why they can't wear suits anymore. you got to have branded yeah. NFL apparel. So – Why can't they just slap a logo on the suit? That could. I got a nine patch and throw on it. Super tacky. So those listening, uh, you could just pause us and Google why you can't wear suits right now, or wait two weeks for the next episode, and we'll tell you then. So you're gonna be on the edge of your yeah. seat for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, something like fuck. Why can't they wear suits? We'll figure that out for you. Uh, yeah. So that game will be on in the background, but we're gonna flash forward uh, math fourteen years to the present day. Now, we are in the 2020 offseason. We got some shit to talk about. Uh, it's the offseason, but, you know, a lot of stuff's going on right now. So, we'll be breaking some think, things uh, down. What I, you got, Shimmer? I think we have to start today's episode off with the telephant in the room, Telephant Smith. <laughs> what is the telephant in the room? Well, I mean, last week, you know, uh, we recorded our first episode, and then, like, three hours later, he got arrested for some shit, and, you know... I said he pulled a Batman and left the team, and no one knows why, and well, I think now I think we know. Batman would never do what he did. Yeah, first of all, Robin Melvin is no Batman. <laughs> he's he's no Batman. Batman. But I will say, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty, but now I think we all understand why he left the team, and I think Telvin probably made a good call with that, and the Jaguars most certainly did, too, and that's, that's honestly all I have to say about it. Is that your legal opinion, that he... 
that he's innocent until proven, proven guilty. But does a, it look like he made a no-no? Uh, you know, I haven't. I don't know any of the facts associated <laughs> so with so PC. And, but yeah, everyone is innocent until proven guilty in the United States, and that's all I have to this say. This is the guy you want on your side, right here. Shimmer knows <laughs> knows his business. Yeah, he's he's got the the, the jargon down. I would just like to say, if our pod fails and, and people hate it, I'm blaming our really bad timing on the Telvin Smith announcement. It really was like the <laughs> same day. Like, yeah. People listened to it, you know, by the time I think it was even uploaded, it was already out there. So people were like, oh, fuck these people. Like, they're making light of a serious situation. Yeah, we had no idea. So give us a break. <laughs> but we hope everyone's okay. Let justice serve its will and whim. Uh, but yeah, but on news of players that are on the team, we got a lot of players. We talked a lot of draft last week. Um, we got they're calling them the Duval Dirty Dozen or something on Instagram. The Jags are calling it because you have to come up with names. So we got a lot of players we've been talking about. We've got a lot of free agents that we've been picking up. Um, yeah, our newest free agent a couple days ago. The he. The fucking ugliest man on our team now, Mike Glennon. Today, I think he was announced he chose number two. Seems like a good, solid backup number. The ultimate, you're the second guy there. Does he think he's going to be the number two quarterback? Is that why? I mean, that's right now. We're So it's going to be Mike Glennon, Joshua Dobbs, who we spent a fifth-round pick on last year. He's a rocket scientist. He went to NASA in the offseason. I saw that. That's appropriate because he looks like an alien. He does look a little alienish. I was just about to say that about Mike Glennon. Really? They yeah. both. We yeah. He looks like, like Roger from American Dad. You ever seen that? Joke? <laughs> Is that like the a alien? Stretched out tall Roger. That's what. That's the alien. Is. I know what aliens or, look uh, like. So yes. Or a penis. Yep. He looks like everyone's neighbor that would come over and ask you to like ride bikes with him. And you're sure. like, He's a great guy. He's just very goofy looking. He's the ultimate. Uh, like you know pale guy like redhead where he's got like a pale body but a super red face and it kind of looks like the rams jersey numbers where it's like gradient it gets like red to pale red at the top (laughs) yeah it's like gradually changing gradient's in right now so yeah so we have glennon dobbs and then six round rookie uh jake futon who do you guys think is going to win the backup spot behind gardner Minshew? oh it's gonna be glenn for sure absolutely easy peasy is it even a competition? Uh, uh, Luton sleeping on a futon, I think, could be <laughs> on the practice squad. And Dobbs may be a cap casualty, but I could see him having three quarterbacks, um, especially with Minshew in his second season. But they didn't pick Glennon up for him not to be the backup. Yeah, they wanted because pretty much all three guys are super, super young. Or uh, the first two guys, Dobbs and Minshew. Well, I guess, yeah, and Futon. Uh, so that's why they got Glennon. They wanted the older guy for the veteran presence. My theory is like, what's the point of veteran presence if like your entire veteran career has been being horrible at football? Like, how much does he really bring to the table? He's been good enough to be signed for by the fourth team. Did so. Nate Peterman beat him out for the Raiders' backup job last year? So remember they were on Hard Knocks. Yeah. I got to watch a lot. Glennon was the Raiders' backup last year. Okay, so not I, mean, I, I think he. I think they be. may have kept three, but Jacksonville's own Nate Peterman and Mr. Peterman. True. If you would like to join the show one day, I promise never to say the word interception. <laughs> as far as <laughs> football players go, he might be our best bet at getting somebody on our show. Peterman. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't think a lot of people would. Yeah, I think on. he's working at the Bubbles Car Wash down the road now. So <laughs> don't knock Bubbles. He's, not, he's probably still on a squat. I mean, he's only been in the league three years, I think, right? Probably. I don't know. I don't pay attention to him. He was on Hard Knocks. I watched him. That was a year ago. Now he's dead to me. But I'm on record. I think Josh Dobbs beats out Mike Lennon. That's my first really? hot take of the pod. I don't remember if I had a hot take last week. I don't think Josh week, Dobbs but... makes the team. I really don't. I think we signed him last year because we needed to. My biggest argument for it is, out of the three of us, I'm the most like watching all the players' lives on like Instagram and stuff. Uh, most of the offseason this year is going to be all virtual with you know the, the Zoom chats and everything. Um, and Josh Dobbs, like him and DJ Chark and some of the other receivers, like I've seen a bunch of videos on Instagram with them like already practicing together and stuff. Uh, so I feel like by default he gets a little bit of an edge because he's building that chemistry. So by the time they get to preseason and all that, Mike Lennon will just kind of be like, hey, what's up, Earth, cool. Josh Dobbs will already have a rapport with the players. I think Josh Dobbs is... Uh, just the only one who knows how to work Zoom, more like an IT guy. Yeah, he's a NASA quarterback. Mm, true, like <laughs> scientist. He's probably like critiquing the Jags, like yeah. digital team. Like I could be doing this yeah. better. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's what not are my you job doing? right now? Ashton Sullivan, like, <laughs> come on, get a better connection. What are you doing here? I, we'll see. I, I would hope that we carry three quarterbacks on the active roster, um, whether it be any combination of of Mike Lennon, Josh Dobbs, and and. Luke Jalton, I refuse to call him his real name until he gives me a reason to remember his name. But uh, is it Luton or Lata? That's why I've been going with with Futon. I like Luton. Luton. Regardless, if uh, Luton clan, I hope I hope nothing. Luton clan is a solid. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Yeah, that is. That's a good fantasy football. <laughs> that's a good one. If he's on the roster, you got to do that. Even if he's not, Dibsies. <laughs> yeah, he makes any roster practice squad. Give me something. His six round pick. I mean. I just if so if, was Gardner. If Gardner is struggling or for some reason gets hurt, you know, God forbid. I think our plan at quarterback is just we have no plan, and I know we signed Mike Glennon for that reason, but I mean, he's not going to do anything. For we us. have a plan, and I think it's the best plan the Jags have ever had. Are you talking the T word? Oh yeah. T L. Does it rhyme with no T L? That's not the word I was saying. No. <laughs> Oh, you're referring. I was referring to Trevor. Uh, Trevor that's, Lawrence. Uh, that's no. one and the same. Listen, this is the Jaguars' plan. It's the best plan I think they've ever had as a franchise. They actually had a spark. They had a quarterback who no one expected to be any good, who was good last season. So why not throw him to the wolves? If he crushes it, you got a franchise quarterback, right? If he's terrible, we got a great shot at Trevor Lawrence. Best plan the Jaguars have ever had. It makes so much sense. I mean, to I'm make. okay with that. I'm okay with that. But if you're trying to sell to the to the fans that we are trying to go out there and win games, I think half of the fans, more than half, do believe in Gardner. But if if he goes down or or has to be pulled, or who knows? What if he pulls a uh, another T word? What if he pulls a Telvin and some shit happens where he's not allowed to play football anymore? Not my baby. No, not Gardner. Gardner. <laughs> I'm just saying, you never know what's going to happen. There could be he could he could get hurt, uh, he could play poorly, or you know he could get caught at the clubs one night, you know, doing something. Well, yeah, it's pretty much a, there's like a third chance. 
he either one third is takes a next step and he's pretty darn good and we're like okay cool or he reverts back and he's not as good yeah or he gets injured i feel like it's one of the three so we have like a 33 percent chance of something good happening to I us i wish him all the best and i hope he is a great quarterback i'm not hoping any of this happens i'm just thinking worst case scenario i hope the same thing but I don't see a. I, what I really don't want is us to just be like seven and nine and eight and eight. That's what's gonna. That's happen. not. That's just gonna delay any sort of progress for another few years. And they need either either be chasing the playoffs, or if we're about six weeks, seven weeks in, and it's clear we're not going to, I would say take his ass out and lose. Tank. Yeah. Yes, tank. That is the T word. Tank for Trevor. <laughs> I. I have strong feelings of Trevor Lawrence. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> he looks like a 12-year-old. He's kind of goofy looking to me, yeah. but I think he's a great beautiful. quarterback. His personality is so Nick Foles, and personality is my PC word for just saying he's uber-religious. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's his big thing, which, like... Like Tebow religious? I Probably more, which, like, you know, whatever. I could do whatever you want to do, but... Like, Garner Minshew is just such a fucking cool guy. I want him to be good so bad because he no makes press conferences fun. He's what we need. He makes social media fun. Trevor Lawrence would just be going on. He's way more Jacksonville than Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, very much so. Trevor you know. Lawrence, and I don't think the NFL wants us to get Trevor Lawrence either because he's the next big face of the NFL. And they be don't want him there Yeah. They want him in a big market. Right? He's the prospect since but luck. Minshew loves it. He loves it here. The town fits him, and and I I don't get me wrong. I want us to go undefeated, and I want him to be the greatest quarterback of all time. But if it's clear that that's not the case, they should in try to lose. If it's all going to come down to how our quarterback plays, as with most teams, to be how good you are, and if he's a mediocre quarterback, and we ended up with a mediocre record, and we're picking between twelfth and. 20th in the next year's draft, we're going to be going through this shit year after year after year. Yeah. It's either, Which, it's either all in or or nothing, man. Like We're either going to be top five pick or last five pick. Yeah, we've been a team for 25 years. We've never had the number one overall pick. Like, you know, we suck at sucking. Nothing <laughs> yeah. ever is good We can't good even do that well. We're yeah. so bad that so, we can't even get the number one yeah. overall pick. So either, you know, Minshew's uh, amazing and it's like, hell yeah, we're maybe sneaking into the playoffs because they expanded, you know, seven seeds now for the AFC. Or, yeah, we're going to be like pick number five and we're going to miss out on Lawrence. We're going to miss out on uh, Justin Fields. And, you know, because we, we have two first round picks next year, but like there's the kind of, you know, there's not enough picks you can have to move up to one and get Lawrence. Like the Bengals... There was yeah. nothing the Bengals were going to do to give up Burrow. Like, whoever's won is not going to give that up. There's, like, maybe, I unless guess... Unless the Bengals are one. Yeah, unless it's a team that just drafted a rookie, like either right. the Dolphins or the Bengals kind of a thing, they would maybe be open up to going back one or two. Like, but that's such a fluke thing to try to to try to rest your laurels. I'd rather, like, hope that we're just good. Let's do as best as we can. Yeah. <laughs> until until the wheels fall off, and then, we'll, then I'm fine with tanking, I suppose. But either way, it should be an interesting quarterback room this year. Ben McAdoo is the quarterback's coach. Not the same guy. Of that. I mean, yeah. head coach, yeah. But as just purely quarterback, is not the worst. We got Jay Gruden as the offensive coordinator. Dude goes out to bars, smokes weed, and hits on chicks underage. 
He's perfect for Jacksonville. Did you guys not know this? Who was neither of you? Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden, our defensive coordinator. Uh, what? T- tell us what you know. Oh man, yeah. Those pictures. I'll Google it while I'm talking here. Yeah. So I think it was during the Redskins. Uh, Jay Gruden. I don't think he got arrested or anything, but what are these sources? That you <laughs> have? Dude, there's legit pictures. Why aren't you looking at yeah. Gruden's you good talking about John's brother? Yeah, John's little brother, Impossible. baby brother Jay. Uh, video showing Redskins coach Jay Gruden smoking weed and trying to hit on young girls from a year ago. <laughs> okay, key word there is trying. He could. Well, yeah, I didn't say he hooked up, but well, he's gonna definitely get along with the players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy is meant for Jacksonville. Here's the video. Mitchie should get along great. Him just smoking weed. How do they know Hitting that's weed? Chicks? That looks like a cigarette. No, it's weed. He likes said it was weed, I think. Maybe that yeah. shit's legal up in Washington. I think it may be in D.C., actually. I'm not discriminating against him. <laughs> that really makes me like him more. If you yeah. have any uh, if you have any <laughs> listeners in Washington, D.C., let us know if weed is legal up there. Which we could also just Google, but you know, I refuse why would we do to, that? Yeah. We'll let you know in two weeks on the next episode. It's how we build our base. That's Leave right. us comments. Yeah. Let us know let these us things. Know We're not going to Google it ourselves. Anyone listening in any part of the city, uh, state, country, or planet, let us know what the uh, weed laws are. Quick update on the game. Jones Drew just went in for his second touchdown of the game. We're up 20 to 10, I think it said. Those are the good old days. We did comment also on how badass these old uniforms that we have are. Especially yeah. against the, the Colts wearing all white and we're wearing all black. Black is... We look amazing in black when we do it every now and then. When it's the, the home normal, I don't like it. But when we bring it out every now and then to be intimidating when Del Rio's rocking, you know... When he's wearing the suit. Yeah, when he's got the suit on, that's the perfect time to wear the black. But yeah, the crawler on the, the sleeves, uh, the old jerseys look so good. We also had that Jones Drew Fred Taylor combo. That was 06 and 07. Ooh, was the stats. Ooh, that was when Jones Drew had dreads. Sick with the dreads. Oh, man. Both are over 100 in this game. Yeah, it's not even halftime, and they've already combined for over 250 yards and three touchdowns. So hopefully, Fournette and uh, Raquel Armstead. We'll be that this year. And uh, Chris Thompson. We'll see. And Chris Thompson yeah. receiving some oh, we balls. We haven't talked about Chris Thompson. Let me ask you this. Yeah, so so Fournette's situation this year, like real quick. Contract year, he's going to be playing for a new contract. You know, hopefully he takes that to Or another heart. team, probably. Well, I mean, we'll see. I think we're going to keep him. But he's probably got a chip on his shoulder. Like, he made a comment, and then the next thing he knows, we're trying to trade him. We couldn't get anyone to trade for him. That's got to weigh on you if you're like, what the fuck? No one wants to trade for me? And we just signed another running back? Like, I'm hoping that all those are motivating factors for him and that he comes out, balls to the wall, and plays this year. I just randomly pulled up his college highlights just to watch the other day. It's unfair. Dude, he was destroying people in college. Granted, he wasn't playing the competition that he is in the NFL. But, dude, if he can play with that aggressiveness and if that, you know, that passion... I mean, that'll get us to a decent record this yeah, year. I'm not so, sure. Uh, I think he was the number one overall like high school recruit. And keep in mind, anybody who's listening, that anything we say as far as stats could be 100% wrong. But feel free to tell people. Um, but I think... Point out our flaws. <laughs> yeah. No, I just meant pass it along. It doesn't matter. No one knows anything. And it's, uh, I think he was the number one like recruit in all of everybody the Sounds year he right. came out. Definitely believe that. Um 
but I don't. I think he is definitely playing for a contract. But I agree with Sean. It's for it's for a different team. You don't think he'll, he'll be on our team week one? The I don't think it's uh, in vogue to pay running backs anymore. I think running backs. Well, we're not paying them this year. That's yeah. what I mean. This year, like I'm talking about this year. Yeah, this year we're going to be in. on the team. I don't think they can find a trade worth the value he'll bring in a contract year. Yeah, I don't see him on the team next year because you know my GM. You know, how I would do it is I giving running backs second contracts never works out. They've used but, all his good years up. Paul. Yeah. But this year, we're going to have Fournette, Cam Robinson, and Dewan Smoot, assuming they're healthy, at their best. I don't know how good their best is, but, like, you know, contract years, like, this is as best as it's going to get of getting play out of them. So hopefully all of them can, can turn it up for us. I think Fournette kind of plays up to how the team's playing around him, whereas... You know, his rookie year when we were, you know, winning games and we had, you know, we had a presence. We had defense and run game, which he played a part in. He played up to that because he knew he was playing for a good team. I mean, when he played in college, he knew he was playing for a good team. He, which is like the biggest shock. Yeah, I don't know what that says team. about him. Right. I don't know what that says about his maturity, but he seems to put more effort in and play better when the team around him is also playing good, which, I mean... And by all means, that that that's totally fine. Because if your team's not playing great, you can't be carried. I mean, you, you can only be energetic about your job for so long. I totally get it. Before. He's still arguably the most talented offensive player on the team. Yeah, it's between him and Chark, but he that, gets yeah. more no, touches. You know, he gets the ball around him more, so he's still our focal point. Hopefully, we can scheme it better to use more people around him, so it's not. Well, only him, but... That's why I think that Chris Thompson signing is interesting, because it takes away a big part of what he did last year. I think he had 60, 70 catches or something yeah. like that. And he was Chris, like a true third, you know, three-down back. Chris Thompson is the pass-catching back now, assuming he stays healthy, which, you know, ultimately I I think that will will keep Leonard and probably Chris Thompson healthy, but... Uh, he's definitely going to have an axe to grind because he's got to get paid. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Money's he's, the motivator. He's mad coming off all this shit that happened in the offseason, and he's trying to get a new contract, whether it be for us or someone else. So <laughs> turn that into a good season. Get your money. But, like, more power to you. But play good for us this year. <laughs> Give us <laughs> one we'll see, great yeah. year, and we'll, we'll see how it evolves. Yeah, we'll but, see. but, yeah, so going into this year, uh, last week, the 2020 schedule got released. Nowadays, it's totally vogue. Every team has to have, like, a funny video to release it nowadays. We did a cat meme video. Did you guys watch that at all? I actually did. And I didn't realize that each... I didn't realize that each team, the cat video kind of... Yeah. Like, you know, related to the team we were playing. And then about week four, week five, when they were doing the video, I noticed it, like... Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a cat fighting a dolphin. I get it. They played the long con on you. They did, yeah. But... At the root of it, they at least told us the schedule, so we're going to break it down week by week, give our opinions on it, our wins, our losses, our predictions. Uh, I feel like basically you can either go in it as an optimist or a pessimist. You know, people say, like, I'll do it the realist way, but I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to be the realistic person when... I'll be the so realistic much, person. It's just, you know, so much changes year to year, like... There are a lot of contributing factors yeah. that no one knows, like, are there going to be fans? That's a Is there going to be a factor. season? <laughs> Because our podcast season will be much shorter if there's no season. But True. Will. So <laughs> we'll come back next year. I'll Sorry. talk shit each week. I'll come up. I'll give a biography of every single player. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, but we do have a schedule. 
Um, the biggest thing is that we have no London game, so it took a pandemic, but we got our games back. It looks like we might not be able to go to the games, so they've been talking about piping in noise possibly and stuff, so we'll see where that goes in the next... Yeah, how do y'all feel about that? Uh, I mean, if no one can go to the games, you know... Would you rather have artificial noise or try to hear what's on the field? I think I'd rather have it be a different experience of being able to... I want to hear them talking shit, right? There'll be a lot of stuff they have to censor if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, very t- true. Two-second time delay so you can curse out the motherfuckers. And There'd be a lot of, whoa there, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Whoa there, motherfuckers. I am All in favor play. of the piped-in simulated noise just because you know, because I'm sure it'll be like, it can't be higher than 50 decimals or something. You know, there's going to be like rules and regulations on it, and teams are obviously going to like probably break that, like the Patriots, and... I'm here for all the drama surrounding, like, you know, music gate. Surrounding. I say they do kind of what they did during the draft, where they had the the fans from each team on the screen, you know, or whatever, while yeah. they're making the draft pick. You know. Oh, we got big ass TVs in That's our what stadium. I'm saying, man, they can do. They can put us, whether it be at the stadium or even if you're watching the broadcast at home. You know, have the game on three quarters of the screen, and then you know you have like a drawing to be. You know, one of the fans that are on it, and you know, yeah. Like, I got to be on. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Gardner mentioned just watching. I think that could end very poorly, to be honest. I'd be more like fucking flipping yeah, everybody yeah, off. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's mooning the screen on live TV. Well, but, then, then there's your two seconds. But I, I do agree with you in one, in one respect. I think this gives them an opportunity they've never had in years to try out a bunch of new stuff. Like they they don't need a stadium. Then set them up in like a state-of-the-art practice facility and set up cameras in areas that they don't have, like in helmets, and show us a first-person view and do all sorts of things that we've That's never seen. Shit, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> we don't got to mix it up. We got to fans. Do yeah. something new and yeah. try it out. If it sucks, cool. Maybe it'll be fans next season. We, don't, we can forget this ever happened. Or they Why put, not try? You have an opportunity. They put a camera in every seat and then have it hooked up to a webcam and you can like see how the game looks from that Ooh, seat. all right. See, that my good. thought process was <laughs> so much more mundane. I was just like, oh, they could do like construction while the games are going on. Usually they have to like make sure it's done before the season start, like like repaint the whole. Yeah, you know yeah. they could be putting in new drainage pipes like during the game. It doesn't matter if there's no fans. So that's that's noise. That <laughs> yeah, be, you know, yeah. banging on get like that's home noise. Stomp yeah. the musical going on in there. So that's stuff I think about. But yeah, so let's talk about the schedule. Break it down. Uh, we got 17 weeks of football to talk about. Week one, we got a home game. We're playing against the Colts. It is now the Philip River-led Colts, who is our daddy. He just whips our butts every time we play him. I have my factoid I looked up. Uh, we also we play the Colts and we play the Chargers, so just a lot of Philip Rivers going on. Uh, we've played Philip Rivers every year since 2013, except for 2018. So we yeah, had to we go played, against... We played the Chargers every yeah, year for some reason. 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, and 20. That's a long time to play against a team that's not even in your division and against a quarterback that's not, you know, now he's in our division. But so I think, having said that, we're going to win our home opener. I also have us winning the home opener. You got to win? I do. I, I really, I think Rivers will throw for three touchdowns, 300 yards, because that's just what he does against the Jags. But I think that at home, uh, our offense is gonna 
keep up with that. And I think it'll be a close game, but I think we have the better second half because of the home crowd, if there is one. And I, I think we'll win the home <coughs> opener. So I'll take the home opener as a, as a, as a dub. Yeah. I have some interesting uh, statistics for the both of you. What you got? Okay. What you got? Surprisingly, uh, and uh, once again, um, take all of our stats with a great salt, but the Colts have not beat the Jaguars at home since 2014. Patrick Knight's predictions sound even better now. That sounds right. However, <laughs> one of those Bill is the Rivers, one. In nine career games against the Jaguars is a whopping seven wins and two losses with 24 touchdowns, five picks, and a 119 QBR rating. That's what I'm saying, man. Therefore, (laughs) while I don't think it's the same as traveling to San Diego, I mean Los Angeles, whatever. (laughs) California. Philip Rivers has our number. Jaguars lose the first game. I just think, especially with the offseason, with the players not getting to be around each other as much and stuff like that, just the fact that it's a home game for us in the heat and all that, like, you know, Rivers is on a new team, and, like, Minshew's learning a new offense, but Rivers is on a whole new team, so I feel like that little bit of the edge is, you know, home opener, Minshew's going to be doing everything he can to prove that, you know, he's the guy. It just feels like if there was ever a time to finally vindicate ourselves against Philip Rivers, it's now. I'll take the I'll take the home opener win for sure. Alright. They're definitely gonna win. <laughs> so we got two wins <laughs> and Shimmer is calling himself the realist. Sounds like the the uh what's always the negative Pessimist? <laughs> Pessimist. <laughs> the what? The negativist? The negatives. The negatives. That's the negative guy. Alright. So assuming Week one's a win, because it's uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, next week, we're rolling in week two. We're playing on the road. We're going to Tennessee. We're going to the Titans. Uh, they are coming off AFC championship runner-up. Lost to the uh, to the Chiefs. They got Derrick Henry back. Ryan Tannehill's coming back. He had his best season ever as a pro. Uh, what do you guys think? I'll start. Uh... First, let me uh, start off by saying that the um, the Titans will look back on the contract that they handed Tannehill about as fondly as the Jaguars look back on Nick Foles' contract. I can definitely see uh, that. It's the dumbest move I've ever seen. He got $88 million or something like that. Really? Was it? That's exactly it's, Foles' numbers. Yeah, or it's at least $80 million, which is just insane to me. So, having said that, Jaguars still lose because Tennessee is a better team. <laughs> I I hate to agree, but I have the Jaguars losing. Uh, I know, I mean, the last two times we played Tennessee in Tennessee, you know, Derrick Henry just had us for lunch. I hate that man. I I mean, he's a great player. He's from here. Be he's nice to Uli. us. Like what? Come but on. Don't hate on him for being good at what he does. <laughs> he's great at what he we does. We should have taken him. Like I'm not all I'm not for paying running backs, but if anything, give Tannehill's money to him. Tannehill threw like five passes in the playoffs. He got franchise tag, did he? He's gonna yeah, make, he'll get like yeah, he's getting like yeah, so he'll, he'll be get, fine. He'll get his money. Funny, he's a bad dude. Funny Derrick Henry story. Derrick Henry is a lifelong Gator fan and wanted to go to UF. However, Will Muschamp wanted him to play linebacker. 
Jesus and will. so he went to Alabama <laughs> where he won uh, the Heisman playing running back. And that's it's why he is championship. the Good job, X. Will. Yeah, that's why he's the X here. <sighs> I, uh, I think our defense this year will be better than the last two years that Derrick Henry embarrassed us on national television. But I still think we're pretty equal teams. I think Tennessee has the edge because it's going to be a home game for them, so I'm going to put an L down for the Jags. I'm also putting the big L down. Uh, I for There was a long time where we would always split every year, and that was kind of like the joke with the Titans, that we always split. But then somewhere along the line, we kind of forgot about our end of the bargain, and they've swept us many years in a row, so it's, I guess, the classic, you know, we suck until we don't kind of a thing. So until we beat them one time, we are going to lose to them the end of the universe now so we're all agreed on the loss for the Jets. that's definitely on the road oh man. definitely gonna be a loss uh but then short week because going into week three we have thursday night football and i guess there was some kind of glitch in the scheduling because usually that's supposed to be the titans but they messed it up by a week we're playing the dolphins instead so there's probably be a lot of miami fans coming up to travel for that to make us look bad on our one national game that we get uh, but we're going to be playing against either Tua or Fitzmagic. Uh, I feel like uh, Tua, I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. Like, I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick will definitely start the season. It's I think that by of, the third week, it'll still be Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's he's kind of the... healthy now. Who would you rather play is the question. I feel like I want Tua. I would rather play Tua. I want the rookie with no offseason. I think that Tua will be starting because... The Miami fan base is going to be beating on the doors for him because they've been waiting for this, you know, I mean, all last season. They're like, we're tanking for Tua, we're tanking for Tua. They finally got their guy. They're going to want to see him playing, especially on a primetime game. I feel like he, even if he doesn't start the first two games, this is going to be the week for him to start. Definitely. It's a primetime, at night football game. They're going to put Tua in. They're going to be in a short week, too, as far as I can tell, yeah. right? They uh, are. My made up stat is uh, like Chad Henney got benched for Bortles in week three. Tyrod Taylor got benched in week three for Maker Mayfield. I don't know if it's always week three. That's just what I. That's that's like the. That feels like the week where the veteran guy probably if sucks. Go, if they go zero and two, just like I have the Jaguars going, uh, I think, <laughs> I think yeah maybe. But I don't honestly. Actually, I, I've talked myself out of it. I don't think you you start a, a rookie quarterback on a short week, no matter what. I think honestly they want to give him as much time as possible. So I think we'll likely play Fitzpatrick, at least at that point. Well, given Fitzpatrick starting, what do you see happening for the game? This is actually... I have the Jaguars getting their very first win. I think the Miami improved team. However, Jacksonville tends to do all right on Thursday night. And like you said earlier about Fournette, I think the players will have something to play for because all eyes are on them, right? Plus, it's a rival team just because it's in the, within the state. So I I have the Jags taking home their first win, and uh, let's hope it happens. Last year, Gardner's big coming out party was the Thursday night game against the, uh, the Titans. So sure. I'm cool with the repeat of that. I think we're either getting old-ass Fitzpatrick or, you know, rookie Tua. I think either way, Chason and Josh Allen can handle that. Are we all in victory mode here? We yeah, get, we get the I, dub. I have, I have a, I have us as a win also. I think, I think two will be starting, and I think the moment will be too big for him, and we'll be able to take the win. Week four, after we get our victory on Thursday night football, we head 
back up to Cincinnati. This is two years in a row that we are going to Cincinnati, and we will be playing another rookie. We'll be playing Joe Burrow, and there's really not any discussion if we're going to be playing Joe Burrow or a veteran quarterback because they already cut Andy Dalton, and he's signed with the Cowboys, so there's no, like, is he coming to us drama. Uh, we will definitely be paying Joe Burrow. How do you guys see that one shaking out? I I have on my notes here that it feels like a trap game for us because it seems like looking at the schedule, it's like, okay, Bengals, they had the first overall pick. Like, we're going to win that game. That being said, they use that first overall pick on what, you know, people are calling the guy that had the best college football season ever. Um, He's also going to have A.J. Green back to throw to, as well as T. Higgins, who they took with the the second pick um, in their draft. Um, I think we're going to walk into it high off the win that we had off of uh, off the, the, the Dolphins on Thursday night. You know, we have a week and a half to go into it. That, that kind of throws off our routine. I just feel like it's a trap game. I, and the Bengals might be looking for their first win of the season mm. going into week four, and they might be hungry for that. And it's at the Bengals. I think it's just a perfect storm for us to for us to lose the game. You know, I I agree with you on a lot. Um, I really went back and forth on this one, to be honest. Uh, but the thing I kept coming back to is this is going to be his fourth ever professional football game, right? And they were, you know, as bad as the Jaguars were. They were the worst team in the NFL last season, right? They were bad. I took Joe Mixon. That was a horrible decision last year. He wasn't the worst fantasy player. I mean, they have they have good pieces, and they get their left tackle they took the year before back. It's just, you know, if they can't beat the Bumbles, they don't deserve to win. So I'm going Jaguars, get, and I have them uh, getting their second win of the season. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm also taking a victory. Uh, on paper, we're playing three rookies this year. My veterans come into play and all that, but on paper, we'll probably end up playing three rookies. I think we're going to beat all the rookies. It just, you know, feels like... We should. That's the optimism I have. Like, if we can't beat a rookie on a team that was bad the past year, one of the top, you know, worst teams, we got to be able to beat those teams. Having said that, last year, we did beat the Bengals, but they were like 0-8 at the time, and they were leading against us at one, you know. That during, was actually yeah. a close game. So, was, yeah. games that we should have been winning, we were still losing. Uh, we, we, you know, got the, the victory at the last second, but it feels like we should be able to beat the rookies. I'm on page for, you know, on pace for that. Uh, oh, did Matt Jones just catch something? No. no. just dropped it. Uh, oh, we're, we're watching this old game, and Matt Jones just oh. dropped the pass. That was a sure touchdown. But we are winning 34-10, to 10, so... I'm not too mad at his drop. It's the last time that happened. I know. That was... Bortles had one 50-burger, I remember, a couple of years ago. I think it was against the Colts. Was it was against, also, yeah, but I think yeah, it was, yeah. Sure at was. home. At home, yeah. Shimmer streak. Keeping it alive. Mm. All right. So, speaking of the Colts, nothing about the Colts. The Texans. Yeah. AFC five South five Division Team. Oh, week 5? <laughs> uh, yep. We're going into Week 5. Uh, I have us at 3-1. and one, So, at this point, we are fucking on all cylinders... We're going into the second quarter of the season. We're going to the Texans. We're going up against Deshaun Watson. And we are going to lose. Probably by a lot. <laughs> I think that we're also going to lose. Yeah. I think Bill O'Butchin takes this one and the Texans get the yeah. win. It's, it's Deshaun Watson's show. He does everything for the team. I watched a video of him just evading sacks left and right. I think Bill O'Butchin 
which Shimmer is this a nickname? Not in town. I didn't hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, don't think, I don't think he's a great general manager, and he makes questionable decisions. Obviously, but he's got to be a decent coach. I think he's a decent coach. Um, whether he's a decent coach or not, I think the Texans have a better team, and I don't see us winning that game. We, I, I do think our team will start to come into form by week five, and we'll really see what we have. But I, I still don't think we win. We can draw, sign and draft as many linebackers as we want. It just doesn't work against Watson. He just he just runs. There's always a first down lane for him to get to. He's a great. So player. yeah, I definitely <laughs> see that. As well. They lost DeAndre Hopkins, the top you know two three wide receiver at worst. Uh, but their wide receiver corps is still like Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Will Randall Fuller Cobb. Five. Like Will Fuller five. What is that? He's the fifth. Oh, he's the fifth. Oh, oh yeah. Will, Will, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, B. Yeah. Their entire wide receiver corps is Will Fuller, the first, the second, the third, the yeah. fourth. Just <laughs> all the first. And then uh, they have uh, another guy we traded a fifth-round pick for. What's their running back's name? They got David Johnson. Oh, that and was a terrible trade. They get David Johnson. Yeah. Yes. No, but the one they played all last season, Carlos Hyde. No, Carlos Hyde, former Jaguar. I think, no, uh, he was a free J. He left, but they still have Duke. Duke Johnson. Yeah, which was funny because last year, literally, their backfield was the Browns' backfield the year before, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. And that's yeah. what you always want to do in my life. Yeah. yeah, you want to pick up whatever the Browns are doing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if you can take a player from a shitty team and then make them look pretty good against you know other teams, like you're like... You mean like whatever Jaguars player oh, yeah. plays for another team? Carlos Hyde ran all over us both times the last Patriots year. trade for somebody. Oh, yeah, Marquis Lee is going to blow it up for the Patriots oh, yeah. this year. Oh, yeah, he'll be yeah. good. Jerry Rice... <laughs> Stidham yeah. to Lee all season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but across the board, week five, we're taking the L against the Texans. Uh, week six, we are back at home. We are playing against the Lions. Uh, the Lions are another team in my book that, you know, they suck until they don't. I feel like almost, you know, was it like eight years ago, they went 0-16. They were like the really, really bad Lions. But I feel like recently they're always kind of that... Everyone thinks, like, oh, yeah, they'll be pretty decent. Like, Matthew Stafford's, like, middle-of-the-pack quarterback. But then they always end up, like, 5-11. and 11. I always feel like people talk about them a lot. They're like, yeah, they're kind of, but then nothing ever happens. They're the Lions. Um, yeah. I think at home, even with Stafford being fully healthy, he wasn't healthy last year, I see us pulling out the win on that one. Um, at this point, my team is 4-2. I think they're getting a good amount of momentum, being back at home. That might have been like a, a London game, so they're just excited to not be in London, to you know be in their own beds and shit. So I see us taking down Matthew Stafford. I'm sure the Jaguars are thrilled that they're in Jacksonville and not London. Uh, but I like where your head's at, Sean. <laughs> Uh, I like where your head's at, except for I don't, because I think the Lions are going to win. Uh, I actually think the Lions are going to be a sneaky good team next season. They'll have really? Stafford back. That's what I'm saying. Every uh, year, everyone's like, they're the sneaky I mean, they, team. Well, and they're 5-11 or something. Somehow, for some reason, I would. I think it's because I had their running back on my fantasy team. I would watch the Lions, and they carry were... Carry on. Carry on. One of, the, one of the greatest... They actually have maybe the greatest... Named running back duo in NFL history, Carry On Johnson and DeAndre Swift. It's like goddamn. Oh, oh, fuck, I forgot about Swift. Right? Mm, I so, didn't take that into account on my. Yeah. Uh... So I think honestly, I you know they were in a lot of games. Like they could have won the game, but it just didn't go their way. I would say that reverses back closer to the mean, and they they get the W and the Jaguars lose. I have us down for a W. Uh, 
I think Stafford is a is a good quarterback. I think he's he's one of the handful of quarterbacks this season that we're playing that you would consider as a as a straight pocket passer and not a guy that scrambles around. I think besides him, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, maybe. I mean, he's going to be staying in the pocket. I think our defense is built to you know really put some pressure on that. Um, also, we're really going to see out of this game at least by week six out of those two cornerbacks taking top of the draft, Okuda or Henderson, who's playing better. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we'll be fine. Who will be shadowing who? I can't say who's going to have the better game for, for that game, but I do think we'll still pull out the win against the Lions. They're not a great team. I'll take Okuda on Shark all day. Shark yeah. ready for that. Week 7? We're going undefeated, boys. Undefeated week 7. Week 7, we have a bye. Bye week. I predict the Jaguars lost. <laughs> An arrest or a injury or no, somehow they, they lose. That's when Minshew is going to get arrested at the beach bar. Oh god, <laughs> no! He's going to the lemon bar. He's taking after Bortles. Oh god, ripping six. My second hot take of the uh, of the episode is I'm predicting bye week is when Jan gets traded, uh, oh. and I think we will get a first round pick. I think you know a team's going to have a player go down. Some kind of, you know, like a J.J. Watt of type of a player. And it'll be, like, on a pretty good team. Hopefully, in my you scenario. Want to a team out there? Um, what's a pretty good team with a really good defensive end out there that would make the trade? I would say the Texans, because they don't have first-round picks and they're in our division. But we're, not, we're not trading in within the division. No, yeah, I'm just saying, like, that kind of. That needs, like, an end? I mean, the Seahawks. Like, yeah, the Seahawks I'm... make a lot of trades. Assuming Clowney doesn't go back to them because it feels like if he was going to go back, it would have been done by now. I could see them, you know, because so much of the show is usually Russell Wilson, so I feel like if they're doing good but their defense is kind of lacking, I think it's they would make that. It, that would depend a lot on how he's playing, right? So, I agree. Mean, if he's got seven, eight sacks at that point, For hell sure. yeah, we might be able to get a first round. Pick. For sure. But also, what if he doesn't even play? Like, I don't see him turning down $18 million. And he's done his, like, however you want to call it, tantrums on Twitter stuff. But the dude loves football. He's always, like, giving, you know, every play. He's that kind of guy where he doesn't take plays off. So I think he's definitely playing. Stays healthy. I think by then he should have, you know, at least four sacks on the season. His big thing is the forced fumbles. I think he'll get enough. Teams get desperate. When it starts getting close to the trade deadline. How will our defense look the rest of the season without him? What do you think? I mean, if Chase on is, you know, he's going to be a rookie. There's no, like, who if knows. he's coming into four. Yeah, I mean, if he, he, he looks pretty close to how Josh Allen looked, you know, his rookie year, which was amazing. If he looks anything close to that and people are, you know, offering a first for Jan after he said how much he doesn't want to be here, like, it's going to be hard to say no to that. Mm. So I that's my If we were going to get a first round pick, we would have got one already. I think so, too. I, think I just think the when the main trade stuff came up, it was too close to the draft where, you know, everyone was focused on that. But middle of the season, it's always like it's easier to get things in the future. Like when you have your interest for your car, it goes higher 10 years down or whatever, you know. Like people are more willing to give up something if it's down the line more. So because they're like, well, I don't need that first round pick. That's like half a year away when it's right before a draft. It's a little more like, well, I'm about to use that first round pick. Hmm. So that's my how I view it. We'll see. But after the bye week, we're going into week eight. We are flying across the country, maybe 
California saying they might not let teams play, and our governor DeSantis is already saying they can play here. So it might be another home game. It could be another home game. Home game. We might get to play the Chargers here. I don't know. It's hard to predict with all this stuff going on. Uh, for right now, we'll obviously assume that they're playing in you know in LA, but we are playing the Chargers, which like I said earlier we've played every year for like ever now. Uh, it'll be either Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert, which according to my theory, by week three, will definitely be Justin Herbert. If we lose the Justin Herbert, then I'm full on tank mode. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. Justin Herbert is the doofiest guy. Uh, but so if we can't beat him, then I'm giving up. So that's a we, win for me. I, I think we talked about that last episode. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Herbert is just playing Gabbert 2.0. We can always yeah. dunk on Herbert. I, I think we're going to win this game. I mean... The stigma of us traveling to the West Coast has never really worked out great for us, but especially if Herbert's starting, I think we have a better team than the Chargers do. Uh, no, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, if Tyrod Taylor is uh, the quarterback at that point for the Chargers, I don't. I think the Jaguars will most likely lose. And if Justin Herbert, as terrible as I think he's going to be, is the quarterback... I think the Jaguars are most likely going to lose. Damn! Uh, I thought we had them on that one. No, actually, uh, what you guys are discounting is the Chargers may have the best defense in the entire NFL next season. And I think uh, the Jaguars have never, ever traveled well to California. We got our monkey off our back last year after we finished out the Raiders in their stadium. All right. Broke the California. Are they in Oakland? They're not. They were Las Vegas. They were Oakland the last season. They're in Oakland, right? So, plus, I don't, I don't count that. <laughs> all right. That every time we've ever traveled to play an LA team or a San Diego team, we get our ass kicked, and I think that happens again. Man, they're gonna lose. I, I refuse to believe Gus Bradley <laughs> will lead the best defense. In the league. Oh, the Je- the Gus Bradley oh, yeah. game. Oh, Gus Bradley. Why, he was, why do you think he got the job? Because of the Legion of Boom, the players. Because he led the best defense in the NFL as a coordinator. Those players were good on their own. They their didn't defense Gus Bradley. was loaded. On, yeah, they, yes, loaded. They, yeah. They got, yeah. They, so, they got some good players. I think no, it doesn't matter who they play at quarterback. I will say, out of the all the new uniforms that teams put out, I think the Chargers have the sweetest looking oh, new uniform. By far. I like the Buccaneers' new uniforms. Eh, they were like just like a good classic. I liked it until to Tom Brady's. No creamsicles, but hmm. but yeah, the Chargers look amazing. I love the outline of the uh, the lightning bolts and all that. I love the numbers on the helmet with the old school. Love it. I'll take a loss to them just to watch them Shimmer on TV. Shimmer might have changed my mind on my win prediction for that game. Oh, no. But I'm you're still letting... standing with a win, but you're right. I do think their defense will we be pretty good. We got two Herbert levels over just, here. I don't think Herbert will do anything to to make it a game for them. Yeah. All right. Going into week nine, we have Texans again. Uh, it's only been like three weeks since we played them, so I just assume it's going to be another loss. I'm sure it'll be roughly the same game. Deshaun Watson's going to run around a lot. That's all I've got. Do you have anything, Patrick? I think if our offense is going to be a cohesive unit, it will be by that game. But I still don't think we can keep up with the points that Deshaun Watson's going to put on us, whether it be at home or in Houston. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll have the game plan to contain him, even by the second time we play them in the season. Houston's going to win that game. They're just good. They're just Deshaun, good. It's Deshaun Watson. They're I mean. just better. <laughs> they are better. And 
Bill Obutchin is going to coach him to another win. They'll, they'll pick on us. Uh, going into week 10. Wait, I didn't make my pick. I didn't make my pick. Sorry, I was, I was peeing. This is uh, not the most, <laughs> not I was the most ca- classy broadcast there is. I was going to casually move on. No, no, no. I didn't make my pick. <laughs> yeah, people I, I'm sorry. And by the people, I mean I want to do it. We're on week right. 9, Houston Ajax. Yeah, this is at Houston, the home of Bill O'Butchin. No, this one's at our home one. Week 9 is at, is at home? Yeah, unless I wrote it down wrong. I don't know. I think you did. But anyway, it doesn't matter. This is uh, a... So instead of like screenshotting the actual thing on my phone, I just wrote it down because that's obviously way more... Yeah, I just wrote it on like Sports Illustrated. But um, <laughs> uh, at this point, I have Deshaun Watson as 5-0 and as a starter against the Jaguars. And uh, before I started this, I said to myself, the Jaguars will win two out of six divisional games. And this is one of them. Jaguars with the upset, Hey-o. beating Houston at home. Hey-o. We did it? We finally got it. Oh! <laughs> Get out of here, Deshaun Watson. We're going back on Get the bus. first L against Jags as a starter. He had a bloated spleen or something last year. Couldn't get on the plane. They took him here on the bus instead, and he still beat us. Bloated spleen. Great band name. <laughs> bloated spleen. <laughs> so Hell we're yeah. never going to beat this guy. But I like your your optimism, finally. Uh, Week 10, we are going up to Lambeau Field. We are taking on the Packers. We are going against Aaron Rodgers. Do we even need to talk about this one? It's a loss. Everybody? Potential upset of the year, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to (laughs) happen. What, a different game? All right, guys. Shimmer, Patrick, thumbs up or thumbs down? Are we going to win? We're uh, all right, absolutely not. We're guys gonna, on the podcast, you don't even need to see us. You already know we're doing. We're going down. to Green Bay in November to play a, a pissed off Aaron Rodgers because they drafted his replacement. Also, prediction: Alan Lazard, two touchdowns against Ooh, the Jets. Oh, former Jaguar. I uh, yeah, two touchdowns. We gave least. up on him too quick. He was fun to watch last year. You know, they get a lot of night games, so I got to watch him. Uh, week eleven home game. Steelers coming back into town. They were here last year. They beat us. It looked like we were going to win. Fournette was running all over them. Then he ran out of juice. What do you guys think this year? I have us winning that game. Uh, We haven't played Big Ben as a Steelers quarterback in a while. But um, I think that because of the moment, especially coming off a loss against the Packers, which will probably be a blowout, we will be looking to win the game. I think we'll do all right. And I'm going to say Fournette has his best game of the year against the Steelers. So, W for the Jags. Yeah, I also have us down as a W. Uh, you know, there's just questions. One, you know, Big Ben is getting up there in age. He was injured all of last year. His elbow and all that stuff going on. Throwing motion. Is he going to be healthy this year? Their backups are horrible. They got to play all last they year. They got a guy named Duck. <laughs> a guy named Duck. Who gets <laughs> whacked upside <laughs> the head. <laughs> That's yeah. another good one. That's not if that's your nickname, you're probably not going to be good. I think at home, one of our oldest rivals, we're getting that W against the Steelers. Uh, I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at, but I completely disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, Jaguars actually always play the Steelers well. Always, always. And it comes down to a and it players. is a home game. But if you ever been to a Jaguar Steeler home game. It's about a 50-50 split. The Jaguars, <laughs> the Steelers travel like no other team. Unless you and got Rasheen Mathis on your team. 
Uh, well, I think at this point in the season, based on the picks I've already made, Steelers are going to be playing for something, and Jacksonville probably isn't. And uh, with Big Big Ben back, I have the Steelers taking this win. Damn. I also have, uh, if I had to pick one team that Fournette would be playing for next year, Ooh. it'd probably be the Steelers. I could. That yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see them going for. So a he's gonna be putting on a show, being like, "Hey, uh, come, <laughs> come pick me up, boys." <laughs> got a got an interview for your next job. That's right, right. Yeah. right. on the job interview. All right, so after the obvious week eleven win over the Steelers, we have another home game. Uh, one thing I noticed about our schedule is very like away home, away home, away home. Seems like that. Yeah, like sometimes you know you there's like three home games in a row, and then we're like on the road forever. But this was well, like because we didn't home. lose fucking two games. Yeah, it's London. a lot easier when you don't have London games. But <laughs> it definitely felt a nice balance of the home and away. Uh, this is the only time that we have two homes in a row, I think. Uh, we play the Browns. So we're taking on Mayfield, Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Austin Hooper, Do- not Duke Johnson. Uh, we have Kareem Hunt and Nick Job. Nick Job, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb and David Njoka. Ninjoku. Ninjoku. He was one of my fancy tight ends last year. Didn't was he great, it? but I, I had high hopes for him. But being the number two with Austin Hooper, their offense is loaded. It is. On paper, mm-hmm. but they go in my category. They're bad until they're not. I think we take the W. I don't think Baker Mayfield's the guy. He's a Gardner Minshew wannabe. He is. He's going to be coming in with a mustache, trying to be like, hey, look at me. Check out my headband. Yeah. But we're getting the W. I think we're getting the W, too. He's an imposter, Minshew. We also, there's a lot of Steelers fans that show up here. There's a lot of Browns fans that show up whenever we play them here. They have nothing else better to do. There's so many Browns fans. What are you doing in Cleveland? It's crazy. You travel. You go to other places. Well, you know, I I like where both of your heads are. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me your thoughts. (laughs) Get real with me, Shimmer. Uh, Actually, this time I really do. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I think they crowned him way too early, gave him like seven, eight commercials for why? Because he had a good half of a season. He has a terrible mustache compared to Minshew. And I also a think rat mustache. they have another first-time head coach with a locker room full of personalities. That locker room's a powder keg. I think a lot of it depends on how well they're playing. But if they are middle of the road, which I think they will be. We're going to roll them. Jaguars get the win. I say Baker... Gets benched by the Jags D. Ooh, during the game, not before. During the game. During the they game. They still play his commercial. They bench his ass. Yeah, I love sit well, on the bench. Third guess, quarter, his ass is on the bench. Games a blowout. Jags win. Windows tablet, watching his commercial on the bench. That sounds great. I it's a home game, so hopefully probably be there. But uh, I'll rewatch that game at home just to watch him getting benched as it goes to a. That's a commercial. commercial trying to yeah. get eliminated in a that stadium. Sounds, I will rewatch just for that. All right. They evict him out of that stadium. They're going to evict his ass. <laughs> yeah. He's going to leave his lawnmower. You're hearing it here first. Week 12 is the death of Baker Mayfield. By Baker. We're sending him home no, in a like, body bag. We all put a lot of personal feelings into that game. <laughs> what is it like? Unemployment. Do we have something, something against the Cleveland Browns? I just yeah. don't like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's just... Get out of here, dude. Uh, week 13, we're taking that triumphant victory against the Browns, and we're taking it up to 
Minneapolis. We are taking on the Vikings. What do you guys, how do you see that? Is that rolling out? Uh, we're going to lose that game to the Vikings. The Vikings are a better team. That's literally what I wrote. Loss. Uh, I think they're a better team. They are. <laughs> that's, that's because they are. Great I good. I'm glad we agree. I, I mean, they're a better team. I think that they're a better team. They have a better coach. I think that the Vikings will probably be in the playoffs this coming year, and I think this will be one of those games that's going to get them, you know, positioning in the playoffs. They're going to want to win that game. They're going to win. We're going to lose. Sean, you want to hear my thoughts? Yeah, I do. Are you ready for my thoughts? I'm ready for your thoughts. Kirk Cousins, you know, winning isn't a quarterback stat and all that, but Kirk Cousins, in his two years with the Vikings, I think here he is 2-10 and ten, uh, against uh, teams. He's only won twice against teams that eventually, you know, at the end of the season, their final record. He's only beaten two teams with a winning record so far. And spoiler alert. He shouldn't have any trouble against next year's Jets. Spoiler alert. My final record is a winning record. So, statistically speaking, a lot of leaps. We are deaf. I think that is probably, let me look at my, I would argue that's probably my biggest, like, shock win. I think all the other wins are, like, rookies or division games kind of stuff. I think that's, like, my biggest shock win, but. I feel like we're going to get one of those. Every team, even like the shitty teams, usually end up with one win against a good team. That's like, how did that happen? So even if we are shitty, that's my pick to, you know, of a team that's probably going to be pretty good, but we're still going to pull out the win. Basically, guys, I don't like Kirk Cousins. He came up with, he tried to trademark like, you like that instead of you like that. What a fucking loser. Exactly. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> no! <laughs> so I, I refuse like to lose to that man. You like that? All right, week 14. It is our rematch against the Titans. We played them all the way back at week two. This one is a home game against them, though. Uh, earlier, I think I said that it's we're never going to, you know, until we beat them, we're always going to lose to them. Guess what? This is the week we finally get the monkey off our back. We are going to pummel Derrick Henry. How many wins in a row is that for you, Sean? I, I have us... <laughs> we, we go on a four-game win streak. Wow. Uh, felt like a lot more. No, <laughs> it's a four-game win streak. You know so, what? I, I really like where your head's at, actually, on this one. <laughs> usually, we're closer with the Titans at home. We have a better chance there. I'm going win. I think I said something about uh, when we played the tech, uh, Texans, they get their second divisional win. That was actually the first on what I've seen. So I actually believe we get the W this week at home against the Titans. I think our rush defense has to be better because there's literally no way they can be worse, right? And if you can stop Derrick Henry, you can beat the Titans. So I think they they split the series, get the W. I like it. Ooh, this is a tough one. So two scenarios. I think that we will either be in the fight for the AFC South and the Titans are going to be one of the teams that we're trying to get ahead of to take the division. And this could be a huge game for us that we take the win and really like put our foothold on the standings in the division. Or the Jaguars have totally quit on Doug Marone. Mm, yeah. Our players are <laughs> disappointed. Our fans are disappointed. We lose the game. Marone doesn't survive. He gets fired. Shay Gruden takes over <laughs> as interim head coach. Hold on. Hey, you, 
Patrick so, wrote like a story over here. Two scenarios. We're either in the hunt for the division, and this is going to be a huge game, and we win and take it, or we're not in the hunt for the division, we lose the game, Marone loses his job. Jay Gruden takes over for the rest of the year. Do you think that's a 50-50 proposition? Or I would say it's a, more likely. Which one's more likely out of those two? Yeah. I hate to say it, but I, I would say what's more likely... Is we all know what the answer to that question is. <laughs> Marone's going to lose his job. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Episode two, Attack of the Marones. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Attack Sorry, on the Marones. Save your Marones. That's the name, man. I think I'm more excited just hearing Shimmer predict wins for us than, like, if we actually were to win the game. I'm like, yes, he did it! Yeah, one of us has to be the realist. <laughs> He's supposed okay. to be the realist. Keep an eye. I like that. Yeah. So you I'm are ready. clearly the optimist, and Patrick's the most reasonable, and I will be the negative Nancy <laughs> in the group. Okay? I right. accepted my role. Week 15, uh, I think we can spend five seconds on this. We're going up to Baltimore. We play the Ravens. Yeah, we don't need to talk much about this. We Everybody lose. got a loss? Everybody? Yeah. Uh, Calais Campbell, revenge game. Oh, uh, shit. Ravens yeah. bench their starters at halftime. Yeah, I wrote blowout loss. Blowout loss. I just wrote an L. I loss. Week 16. Final home game of the year. We have Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears coming into town. Here's how I see it playing out. We signed Foles last year. It was a horrible mistake to make him the starter. Uh, I played a lot of Pokemon growing up as a kid. Basically in Pokemon, what you do is you have your starter and then you, you build up your bench and then you know you put your squirrel on your bench and then you like evolve it to a War Portal and you evolve it to a Blastoise and then you put him up to your starter and then you annihilate you know the other person. If you put your Squirtle up right to begin with, he's just going to die and you're going to lose. We used Nick Foles as Squirtle right off the bat. And that's why he sucked. He comes off the bench and then he's good. That's what he did for the Eagles two seasons in a row. So we're going to destroy the Bears if they make Foles the week one starter. But if it's Mitchell Trubisky's show and Nick Foles doesn't get in there to the last couple weeks of the season, he's going to have the Blastoise energy... He's going to get revenge against us. It's going to be really, really bad. So I'm really hoping they go Nick Foles week one so we can get that last W at home. I'm completely lost on your analogy. That was the most convoluted metaphor. According to (laughs) what you're saying, I think we get the W, Squirtle throws a pick at the end, (laughs) and we down it and win the game. Yes! Okay. Thanks, Squirtle. Uh, yeah, I have, I have no idea what you just said. Uh, but I I do think, uh, you know, this does have that classic Nick Foles revenge game. He's definitely going to be the starter, assuming he's healthy at this point, because Trubisky is the worst. Um, you know, mistake I, on the Bears. And I initially, when I thought about this game, I thought, yeah, this, that's what's going to happen. Nick Foles revenge game. Uh, except fuck Nick Foles. I don't think he's very good. <laughs> and I don't think either team's going to have anything to play for at this point. And honestly, I think it would probably benefit the Jaguars to lose, which means that's not what they're going to do. They're going to win, and it's going to cost them the first overall pick. Jaguars <laughs> oh! The most <laughs> I'll take negative win I've heard. I'll Goodbye, Trevor. <laughs> the dream Sorry, was nice Trevor. while it lasted. Week 17. Final game of the year. Uh, I don't know how often this happens that we start and end with the same team. 
Uh, we are going to be ending with the Colts in Indianapolis. And I have us at a loss because at this point we are 10-5. and five. We already secured our playoff spot. We're not, you know, giving it our all. We might bench a couple starters, give Lenny the day off. He's got the flu again and all that stuff. So I'm taking the L for the last week as we start getting ready for the playoffs. I have it. <laughs> if, if you guys like the sound of that. You have us in the playoffs? Well, I mean, there's seven seeds this year. So I have us at 10 and 6. Even if we drop two of those games, like, I think mine is, you know, a wow. little optimistic, but de- if we lose two of those games and end up 8 and 8, there's seven seeds now. Like, I don't. It doesn't yeah. seem. There's going to be three rookies in the AFC this year with Burrow and Herbert and um, Tua and, you know, the Jets. Darnold's not that good. I could see us sneaking in as a seven seed. It's the first time it's ever happened. First seven seed ever. Put it in history. I think if we gave them 16 seeds, I still think the Jaguars might find a way not to. No! So wait, we're going to lose out on all 16 playoff seeds and lose out on Trevor Lawrence. Make it regular. Oh, man. <laughs> like, that's a fine way. What, what do you have for the last game, Trevor? All right. Yeah, Week let's... 17 is at Indianapolis. And yes. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers actually accepted a job to be a high school football coach starting <laughs> next season. Right? Not this coming season, but the following season. So... Regardless if they're in the playoff hunt or not, this could effectively be Philip Rivers' last professional football game ever. And How many touchdowns does he score against? I have the Jaguars playing for nothing, and I think at this point the Indies playing for a playoff spot or they're playing for home field advantage, and it's Philip Rivers' last game, and it's at home. So Jaguars loss. Oh, damn. What's your <laughs> Jaguars loss? What's your final uh, record? Final record six and ten. Six and ten. Just good enough to not have the number one. Overall. No Trevor Lawrence. No Justin Fields. Uh, they'll probably draft Justin Fields and he won't. Maybe we'll get the, uh, the North Dakota guy <laughs> that threw zero. That would be the ultimate Jaguar move. <laughs> the Trey Lance. The ultimate Jaguar move. I have our final record at 8-8 eight and eight and us winning against the Colts. And I actually, I do think we'll send Phillip Rivers into retirement just like uh, old old Danny Marina. Ooh. Yeah, I think that'll be his last game. I think Gardner will have a fantastic game, which according to my record, we're not going to be in the spot to get Trevor anyways. But if Gardner has a game I think he's going to have against the, against the Colts last game of the season, he's going to be the quarterback going into the offseason. Seeing what happens there. Oh, fun fact. Phil Rivers has had three kids since we started the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. He's retired. Can we look up those so his family yeah. can, can take over the Colts. Yeah. He can field a, an entire um, organization. Fun fact. Cecil Shorts, former wide receiver for the Jags, he has seven kids. Really? Yeah, he was on the radio the other Damn. day. Damn, triplets. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess triplets yeah. helps explain a decent yeah. amount, but seven still. Who you got? But when you're rich, it's easy. Imagine that quarantine, though. God, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so I feel like uh, this was a very accurate representation. 
What is uh, uh, everybody's record? So I have six and ten, eight and eight, and ten and six. All right, so obviously it's between me and Patrick as to who's got the most likely. So we're gonna be seven and nine. Wait, are we? Uh, are we putting a gentleman's agreement on this? Ooh, how about a? Uh, I don't know. There's so many factors. Like the fans are gonna be a huge factor. Um, also, side note, if you have Jag season tickets, apparently. So we canceled the two London games. They're back at home now. You still have to buy those extra two games. They're not giving away for free. If That's you buy the, it's no, the least you can yeah. do. It's if you buy the tickets and they get canceled, though, you get you yeah, you do get refunded. Okay. But ultimately, though, I mean, who's? I wouldn't buy season tickets at right this second. There's no guarantee there's going to be a season. I will have a a gentleman's wager right before the season starts on this exact prediction. But right now, I don't know if I can stand behind this. All right, when we get close to the season, we'll uh, we'll make our final final finals, and we'll make a get a little gentleman's agreement. Uh, but yeah, that is our schedule breakdown. Before we kind of wrap up the episode, play a couple games with you guys. Oh, Always, yeah, a fun new game. yeah. Have Shimmer over here came up with a good game. So Shimmer, start you us off. What ready? You got? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we were going to be playing. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star. Ooh. I give you a name and you have to choose Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star. Are you guys ready? Any draft pick ever? Yeah, any draft pick in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is it me and Sean against one you another? You and Sean against each other. We're playing right. for another Super beer. Good game. Winner gets another beer. Uh, nice. Sweet. All right. Are you guys ready? Motivated. Ready. Are you ready? I'm ready, yeah. All right. The very first name. Harry Deligianus. <laughs> Harry. Harry Deligianus. Is he a Jaguars draft pick? I'm pretty Or a reality TV star? Pretty sure he was on Jersey Shore. He's a reality He TV sounds star. like he is pumping iron. Going to the gym, which is, is the that same your thing. your final answer? That's my final answer. He sounds, he sounds very tan. Sounds like a reality tan. TV star. Reality star. TV star. Patrick, reality TV star. Reality TV star. Harry Deligianus is a defensive tackle ah! selected in the fourth round of the 1998 draft ah! out of Youngstown State. Oh, Youngstown. Oh, Part of the Youngstown State Penguins. And according to NFLStats.com, he has none. He never <laughs> <laughs> Alright, great. He has none. You guys ready for round two? This Hold is on. five Where rounds. Is Wait, I gotta keep I gotta keep state. my uh, track right here. It's in Ohio. It's in Ohio. The penguins in Ohio? Yes. Don't get state. You guys ready? It's a five rounds. We're ready for round two? Yeah. Yes. Round two. Michael Sorrentino. Michael Sorrentino was a Jaguars player. Michael Sorrentino. Well, he sounds pretty sure. It sounds like it, all these people sound like Jersey Shore people to me. I feel like that when I think of reality TV, that's all I really know. What uh, is your guess? I, 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 I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going reality TV star. Michael the situation, Sorrentino, star of Jersey Shore. Yes! Sean gets a 
bonus point. A bonus point for not only guessing reality TV star correct, but the show itself. Alright, you get a bonus point. You got two points. Two also, points. Also, uh, fun fact, Michael Sorrentino, convicted felon. <laughs> time oh yeah, for what? Uh, probably say, tax evasion or something. Tax evasion? I think he was actually in the same prison as Aaron Hernandez. But, oh, um, oh, fun fact. Round three. Round three. You guys ready? Yes. William Drayton Jr. William Definitely Drayton football Jr. player. I'm saying running back. Wow. Very in depth. Has dreads. What's his name one more time? No Googling. Yeah, no. Wait, what? I'm Googling, what, I'm Googling what the situation got arrested for. Oh, did, huh? put your no. Put, put the phone away. away. Okay. Put the phone away. William Drayton Jr. Three names, he's a football player. Oh wait, no. Jags player, cornerback. William Drayton Jr. both going NFL player. Jags player. William Drayton Jr. AKA Flavor Flavor oh, and his show of course <laughs> was the flavor of love. No Unbelievable. Oh my god. Wow. God. You guys are terrible. <laughs> I'm losing. Yeah, I got two points. God. Public enemy William Drayton Jr. aka Flavor Flav. I just got a public enemy uh poster in the mail. I saw Flavor Flav at uh, Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Oh, shit. And he was taking pictures with everybody that asked him. Nice. So hmm. either he wanted the fame or he's a super cool guy. But every single person that asked him for a picture. Did you get a picture? No. Oh. I mean, I don't want a picture. <laughs> you don't, don't want to wear the clock? I don't want to wear the clock. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. He looks gross in person, dude. He looks like he a monster. Yeah. On TV. Oh, yeah. He's, he's so wrinkled, dude. He, he looks like the dead alive. <laughs> Poor, poor Drayton Florence Jr. All right. All right. Round four. Round four. E. Marlos Leroy. E. Marlos Leroy. Reality TV star or Jaguars draft pick? E. Marlos sounds reality star. But the Leroy sounds more football player. E. Marlos Leroy? E. Marlos Leroy. I'm going to say that is a Jaguar player and he was a safety. He was a reality television star and that's not the name that you would know him by. E. Marlos Leroy. Defensive tackle Jesus. drafted in the sixth round of the 1999 draft out of Georgia. And according to NFLStats.com, he also has none. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool name, though. Yeah, e. Marlos Leroy. E. Marlos Leroy. <laughs> All right. That's going to be like my stress relief from now on. We e. E. Marlos <laughs> I got I, I got the defensive ball Leroy. side right. All right, so it's it's a runaway right now. Sean has three points. Patrick has yet to get any correct. Um, that's okay. I'm pretty Depending sure on the last game last week went. It's not your forte. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> we have one more. Okay, I think you guys may recognize this name. One more for the all the marbles. Okay, Clay Harbor. Oh, that's. Clay Harbor. 
Clay Harbor tight end football player, Jaguars. Do I get a bonus point if I name the school? No. <laughs> the question is Clay Harbor. He's also, yeah, tight end. Reality TV star or Jaguars draft pick? I'm going to say both. I think he was on the Patriots before us. What is your answer? Both. Sean? Yeah, tight end. Jags. Jags draft pick? Yep. And Sean is incorrect. And Patrick is half right. It was a trick question because what? Clay Harbor was actually drafted in the fourth round in 2010 by the Eagles, uh, not the Jaguars. I, but I guess Patriots. was on The Bachelor in 2018. Uh, and off in 2019, Bachelor seriously? in Paradise. He is a reality TV star. Patrick finally earned some semblance of a point. I said both. Congratulations to you both. We'll give you three points. Tie game. <laughs> All right, we'll break it down. Well, week. yeah, we'll break it down next week. <laughs> Nicely done. So satisfying. I think that's a good game. Yeah, I think yeah, I have to get to play that in the future. I don't don't that. go be looking at our draft picks, though, because. <laughs> yeah, I guess my obscure I will. I will, I promise. <laughs> that would take the fun out of the game. Opposite of obscure football players that we mostly have never heard of. Marlos Leroy. Marlos Leroy. Marlos Leroy on the on the on the pod. Big I breath in. Marlos. Big breath out. I'm gonna name my dog. Marlos. Marlos Leroy. We could do a. Uh, it's so woosah. We could do a, a mood in the room has yeah. changed. We could do like a, a yoga, a Jags yoga, football yoga. Mm. I can see that. Mm. All right. I have a football player over here that I want you gentlemen to guess. Oh, is it guess that Jag time? It's a guess that Jag time. This is not an obscure player. This is a beloved player in our franchise. Ooh. So hopefully you have known of this player. The first clue that I will give you is this. This player, drafted by us, played for the Jags from 2003 to 2012. First round of guesses. Shimmer, who is that Jag? Who played for us? 2003 to 2012. Yep. Rasheem Matthews. Well, that's the game, everybody! <laughs> I was going to say Brad Beaster. <laughs> <laughs> well... On the first try. Wow! You know what that means? What? We've got time for uh, Kevin Hart tweets or <laughs> oh, Leonard Burnett. <laughs> I had one other game that we weren't going to do because I thought that might take a couple more minutes. Well, sometimes. I've got my, uh, my other trivia facts I was going to give you was he was all 2006, he was on the Wheel of Fortune. Huh. He was from Jacksonville, and then my most obvious was going to be he has the most interceptions in Jack's history. Mm. But do you guys want to guess a couple, Leonard Fournette or Kevin Hart? Yes. Yeah. I want to play a game. All right. So these are all tweets, and they are either Leonard Fournette or they are Kevin Hart. This, this is tough. the first one. <laughs> they are very similar. This I be tough. The first one. Damn, Popeyes. I love y'all's chicken. Send me a family meal. $24.99. 14 pieces. Two large slices. And two biscuits. Woo! That was a tough one. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of like laughing emojis. That's Leonard Fournette. Got Leonard Fournette? He's a. Because 
Popeyes is Louisiana chicken. He likes Louisiana. Louisiana fast. Kevin Hart. And he's going Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My friends, that is your Jacksonville Jaguar. I'm doing good at a game. (laughs) Good job, Patrick. Your first point. Wow. Not losing. Litter loves his Louisiana. Next one. <laughs> I'm really bad at reading things without laughing. Happy B Day, you big, bald, unattractive, flat foot, no neck, stanky leg, truck driving, weight lifting, tequila drinking, no running, constipated, in the face, looking too small, wearing, lovable guy. That's Kevin Hart. It's That's about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I say yeah, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart? Yeah. You are both correct. Hell yeah. That is Kevin Hart. Who's it about? And he was talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Out of all people, how the fuck did you just pull that out of your They're ass? great friends, man. They're in Jumanji together. They're in like seven movies Jumanji's a good one. <laughs> it actually was better than expectations. All right. And... My final one. I only had three. I didn't put a lot of effort into this week's. That's all right. Game of Thrones time. In my voice. So excited. That wasn't another voice. That was, That's all it says? I'm, yeah. Anybody, Game of Thrones time. Leonard Fournette. Anyone who's so excited. Television. Leonard Fournette. So excited. You know, I want to go opposite of Patrick to try and get the W. So I will. Kevin Hart. My friends, to break the tie, I think it's a tie, if it's not. No, he's up one. Okay. To make a tie. To make a tie? That was Kevin Hart! Patrick will never win! (laughs) Leonard Fournette, if you ever hear this, let us know if you watch Game of Thrones. I mean, clearly he does not. (laughs) He would have tweeted about it otherwise. I mean, it's been a while. It's been off the air for like a year now. Alright, guys. I think we uh, got Jags versus Colts. It already ended. It like auto skipped to the next game. Final score was like forty-four to seventeen, I think. Jones drew. Fred Taylor just rushed their faces off. But we end each episode with our last shit, mother shit, a few things going on, what we're watching, what we're into. Who wants to take the lead? Who's got something they've been really interested in? Oh, just in general, I thought this is where we name our TV shows because it's quarantine, Joe. Um, started a new one with the GF. I've already told you about it. It's uh, not for everyone. <laughs> GF? With the girlfriend. Girlfriend. Uh, I did not cast that like, Not gluten free. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what that uh, Called Never Have I Ever about an Indian girl who uh, decides she's going to have sex for the first time while in high school. It's a comedy. Uh, for some reason, it's narrated by it's John. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It is a comedy. It's narrated by John McEnroe. I'm uh, not sure why. Right. We haven't gotten that far, but it, uh, it has some funny moments. And if you're looking for something to watch with your significant other, I think uh, I'd recommend it. Number so, nine uh, and hot on Netflix. This oh, week. number nine. nine. Documentary? Uh, no, it's a it's a sitcom. Oh, okay, <laughs> fictional fictional woman losing virginity. Fictional John McEnroe. Well, she's a fictional high schooler. I think she's like 23. So. Probably. That sounds about right. Oh. They all. Yeah, it's accurate. I gave it a shot. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't for me. But uh, that's just me. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't heard of it before. I'll look into it. I uh, I haven't watched a lot. I, I mean, I started watching Ozark, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball on that. But uh, I do want to give a shout out to my buddy Cody, who sent me a story 
from when he used to work for the Jags. So I'll just use this time to do that if that's Ooh, all right. Yeah. So he, he was an athletic trainer for the Jags back in the day, and he told me that uh, during one of the training camps on the hottest part of the day, um, you know, things are intense. Like, guys were, like, about to get sick because it was so hot from, you know, the heat. And uh, Andrew Norwell was down on his knee, and apparently he was covered in sweat, and he wasn't looking too hot. And uh, they thought that he was taking himself out of the practice, wasn't feeling great, but apparently he was getting away from Yannick Ngakwe, who was coming at him, um, screaming and yelling at him, saying he's going to beat his ass and kick the (laughs) shit out of him. And apparently Andrew Norwell stood up, no expression, stared at Yann, straightened his eyes, put out his arms, and told him to come at him. So... What I got from that is, uh, despite being, I guess, sort of soft-spoken, Andrew Norwell is a bad motherfucker. So, All right. I'm down yeah, for that. That's something I learned in the last two weeks. So shout out to Cody Gresham and his goofy-ass brother. I hope you're listening. I saw Andrew Norwell the day I proposed to my now wife. Wow. We were eating in San Marco, and he sat behind me. Where were you eating? Taverna. Wow. And Was he there with someone? I don't know. He sat behind me. She pointed him out. She was just like, that's a football player, right? Because, you know, he's huge. And I said, it is. That's Andrew Norwell. And that was before he'd actually played a down for us. So I was like, hell yeah, that's fucking Andrew Norwell. If he proposed today, I'd be like, oh, that's Andrew Norwell. Fuck that Did guy. you propose at Taverna while he was, like, watching? We've talked about this afterwards. Uh, we came you to the conclusion. Norwell? No, not. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I. We came to the conclusion that if it had been, like, a Blake Bortles, Jalen Ramsey at the time player, I probably would have, like, proposed right then and there. But the fact that I was just an offensive lineman, I, I continued my meal, and then I proposed a little bit later at our, like, spot. That would have been sweet if you, like, had him in on the proposal. Could have been. And he was like, oh my god, Sean Schultz? <laughs> I can't believe you're here. I'm a huge fan of yours. <laughs> You look like a guy that could use a ring. Yeah. Would you like mine? Exactly. And then he That's the pulls it out head. of his beard and hands it to me. He has a beard? Oh, he has a big beard. Oh, nice. He's got long hair. Yeah, he's a I big, really gnarly, caveman-looking dude. He's got a great first name. I just know, apparently, he's <laughs> fucking cold-blooded because he's yeah. about to fight Yanni Kingakwe. So I don't think Fowler got in fights with Yanni Kingakwe. So maybe Yanni is the problem. might be kind of an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> We don't, we don't know. We don't know. And if he's listening, uh, thanks. Have you ever seen Rounders? Have you ever seen the movie Rounders? I know what it is. All I all I know is you need to pay this man his money. That's what you need to do <laughs> with Yannick Ngakwe. Right. That's a Rounders quote, by the way. John I'll Malcolm. look into that also, which is what I say to people when I never actually look into things. But you should. Rounders is a fantastic movie with Worm. Worm is, uh, what's his name, from American History X. And Matt Damon? No. Edward Furman? Edward Norton plays a guy named Worm. Nice. I like Edward Norton. Apparently he's an asshole in movies like Jan is in real life. (laughs) I don't believe that, Jan. My one video recommendation is, uh, it's a bit gatekeeped because you have to spend like $100 to watch it. (laughs) I got it as a gift for Christmas. I have a, a subscription to Masterclass. Which is like, Ooh. people, you know, it's like directors and actors. There's like, Warner Herzog tells you how to direct movies, and Steve Martin teaches you comedy, and there's a million of them. And they're really, really in-depth. It costs, I think, like $100 a year. Like I said, I got mine as a Christmas gift, so it was well worth it. But I've been watching one uh, by a guy named Ron Finley, and he teaches you gardening. So I'm starting a garden in my backyard. 
Uh, so I'll give you some updates on how my, I got some green beans going. I'll let you know how they do. But if you have the means to spend $100 on video lessons, which I normally never would, but the fact that, that was pretty, like a, it was pretty good. I thought that was like to, you know, teach yourself courses. Well, they're, they're set up like courses. I don't think any gardener in history is ever like, I'm going to college. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, this guy's nickname is literally the Gangster Gardener. Okay. He's from like South California. I, I hope like, I didn't offend all the gardeners. Oh yeah, Except sorry gardeners. The gardener benches. <laughs> yeah, like he's legit like from not good neighborhoods, and he's uh, all yeah. about like you know instead of fucking eating fast food all the time and like being into drugs and shit, like that's not hood. Like being a real gangster is all about like you know, fucking respecting Earth and growing green beans and shit. He's really cool. Interesting take. Basically, all the other ones are, like, very proper, and he cusses a lot, which, like, I'm a fan of. It feels like a cool class teacher. So that's what I've been watching. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah if someone's going to pay for that for me, I would watch it. All right, guys. Well, not gardening, but something interesting. I probably would have <laughs> What are we thinking? All right. Pretty good? Like we're good. All right, guys. God hates Jags. Thanks for tuning in. We'll hit you up real soon. Have a good one. Peace. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. So we have, uh, we need your help real quick. The intro that you heard at the beginning of this pod, we've had some discussion amongst the crew. Some think it's too intense, too thrash, too from the depths of hell. Some of us think it's awesome, amazing. Don't change it at all. We need your help to let us know. Give us your feedback on whether or not the intro song scares you away or if you were like, fuck yeah, let's do this thing. Uh, go to our Twitter at GodHatesJagsPod. Um, leave us some comments. I'll uh, you know pin the this, this newest episode to our Twitter so you can like leave the comments there. Give us some feedback on our intro song if you like it, if it's too crazy, uh, or the pod in general. We really appreciate it. So thanks, guys.